Do you have a pre-travel checklist? Like, do you actually write down what you need to take with you before you go somewhere and the things that you need to do? That's basically what I've been doing all of today, or at least most of today since I did have to work as well. It is Friday, October 8th, 2021. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, this is my uh, pre-departure preparation. So it's Friday now. Tomorrow uh, we depart Saturday evening around 6 p.m., just before 6 p.m. And we have chosen to take a shorter train and we're going to Chongqing first because, not that it's closer because of the shorter train, it's just a faster train or it stops less often, um, which is kind of too bad because it doesn't stop at all the little, uh, like the farmer villages and stuff like that, like the really small villages, like only 100,000 or um, 800,000 people. So it's just, yeah, 800,000 people, that's a village in China. Um, but uh, it's not one of those trains that's really slow that was going to, that, that we were going to take to Chengdu. That one was going to take 21 hours. This one's only going to take 18 hours. It's a Z train. And I'm not entirely sure of the, the, the difference other than the fact that they stop at fewer places. So this one will go slower than the high-speed train, but uh, it, it will make more stops than the high-speed high speed train as well, but not as many as the, the really slow trains. Um, so whether or not we get to meet as many interesting people, I'm not sure, uh, but... The other sort of downside about taking this train is that we basically lose all of Saturday night viewing, which I, I'm not too upset about because the first uh, the first couple of cities we hit, it's going to be Shijiazhuang, Taiyuan, I think, um, and it's not going to be anything really interesting. Like I've seen it all before through the uh, uh, the Gautia, uh, the high speed trains going to and from. So that one's, I'm not too upset about that. But then after Wuhan, that's where I haven't been on the ground to uh, uh, see very much um, at, at the ground level. And this is another reason why I like taking trains and not planes, because you get you do get to see it just a little bit more. Uh, overall, I mean, I, I think everything's provided as well, like all the bedding is provided, which does kind of raise the point like how well disinfected is this stuff you know is this still an issue the one thing going to Chongqing first um, unlike to Chengdu Chengdu doesn't require any nucleic acid test but uh, unless you came from a high high risk area but um, the higher medium risk Chongqing will require one if you pass through one and so we're looking at all the cities that we're going to go through and it doesn't look like any of them are high or medium risk. Uh, all the high and medium risk ones are up in the northeast of China, Heilongjiang province. So we're going to be safe with that so long as nothing changes within the next uh, 28 to 24 to 48 hours basically, which is good. We'll get to Chongqing first and uh, do a little sightseeing, uh, probably stay there three, four days and then Wednesday, Thursday, uh, go on over to uh, Chengdu uh, and see what's uh, happening over there. What do you take with you on a trip, um, especially if you're going in the same country? And I, you know, it's kind of like if you were to travel to like Vancouver or Montreal. Montreal may be a little bit different, but they do have a large uh, English-speaking population. But or if you go to Toronto for um, a week, right? What do you take with you? Do you take everything, like all the little things, or you know, if you don't take your toothpaste, like you can go buy more, right? You're not going to lose something. It's not 
you're still going to be in the same country. The the markets are going to be the same. The little Chaosha, little uh, uh, supermarkets. At least I think they are. Now, I was told that there aren't very ma many cafes in Chongqing, so I guess I should probably bring some uh, coffee with me uh, just in case. Just in case. Uh, ground coffee, that is. Um, there you go. And uh, But other than that, I mean, it's they're large cities, Chongqing especially, big cities. It's, it's going to be... Is it going to... How much different can it be from Beijing? I guess that's what I really want to see. And that's kind of why I don't even, we don't have any plans to go do any sightseeing just yet, although there's the few main main ones, uh, like seeing the pandas in Chengdu, that's about it. Um, but I kind of want to just see what these cities are like, just walk around, see what the people do, uh, see what the buildings are like, see what the signs are like. And I was looking at the living costs of the different cities, Beijing and well, Beijing ranks highest. I think like even Shanghai is I think still second to Beijing, um, but Chongqing is at the bottom of the list or very close. It's very cheap to live in Chongqing, but you're probably not making as much as you do in Beijing. But I mean, your apartment's only costing five hundred dollars a month for like what I'd be paying here a thousand dollars. It's half price in uh, in uh, Chongqing and even Chengdu. So we'll see. It should be an interesting um, travel experience, an eye-opening experience, uh, the next ten days or so. I'm not, I'm, and I'm starting to think of it. Uh, I've sort of had it on my schedule blocked off that I'll be back in Beijing for the 22nd, 23rd, or 21st to 23rd. Um, just you know, have some days to uh, re recollect, recollect myself, to gather myself, I guess, before uh, work is going to start up uh, and get pretty busy. Uh, into November and probably even to December as things are opening up again. Uh, I mentioned yesterday about the Olympics, how it's going to be a closed system. And today there is an, uh, an article out that says they're not selling tickets to anybody outside of who doesn't live in China. So if you're not a Chinese resident, like if you don't reside here, you're not coming to the Olympics. So <laughs> it's domestic tourism. That's that's what they're aiming for. This is It's all domestic tourism. Um, now, whether or not they thought this through before, like they don't need the outside um, support or anything. Like remember, like Japan didn't let anybody in to the Olympics uh, out of this idea that they were going to stymie the flow of the coronavirus. I don't know. It seems it seems a little odd that they would do that and allow all the domestic, um, the res like the people who reside here to go in, but then not have outsiders in. But I see that. Um, even getting to China, there's one, like every country I think is allowed to have one international flight to China or is it one air, every airline? I can't remember which one it is, but it's not, very, not many people are coming into the country except for the people who actually reside here normally, which just raises my eyebrow just a little bit. Not going to lie. Anyway, um, the train ticket, uh, will co cost about $80 Canadian about, so that's about $55 American, I think, um, 400 renminbi, uh, and that's cheap considering that's an 18 hour train ride. All the bedding is included. I mean, the toilets are going to be hideous. Uh, the hygiene, oh, I know I, I've taken some of these trains before and I know kind of what I'm getting into at the same time. It's kind of like, it's one thing to know it. And then the other thing to be in it, right? But for 80 bucks, the train trip basically goes from the northeast of China to the southwest of China. It's almost the entire country. If I was starting out in Harbin, 
it would literally be across the whole country from northeast to southwest. But since I'm in Beijing, it takes off a couple hours from that trip. Uh, all that being said, I am looking forward to it. I mean, now that I've got a couple of days of workout, and, um, and today I spent uh, most of the day uh, cleaning off uh, the apartment, but also the hard drives. Like, so my phone, my GoPro, uh, I saw all the cameras. I'm only going to take one camera. I'm going to take a microphone, like my little Zoom recorder, I think. I might bring my drone. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, yeah, so things like that, just cleaning up hard drive space, making thing, making sure everything's, like, backed up and uh, anything that really important is easily accessible um, from from away from my main station, basically, uh, which is, you know, I guess my, most people do this, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, today, I mean, I was um, just cleaning my apartment because I don't know about you guys. Like, do you like to leave your apartment just like just go and not have it clean when you're, you come back? And I don't want people coming into my apartment cleaning stuff when I'm not here. So today I spent some time cleaning up the place, did a bunch of laundry. I like having it all similar to like a hotel room if I were to walk in once I uh, once I return similar but of course it's not going to be because it's going to be my own filth that's still around the place my own junk that hasn't been cleaned up right uh but that being the case um cleaned up a lot of stuff just packed a little bit didn't pack too much though because uh i can do that all tomorrow i know what i'm going to take now uh the important thing was to get like the hard drive sort of cleared uh just sort of set up so that if i want to take photos and videos i can do that now speaking of which you might wonder like why do you need to bring so many cameras or anything first of all I'm trying to minimize the amount of stuff I'm taking. So I've already decided that I'm only going to take two t-shirts. And I think I'm going to buy one of those touristy shirts. Like I, I heart Chung Ching or I heart Chung Du or something like the pan. I just, I'm, I have it in my mind. I got to buy a tourist shirt. I don't know why. I just, but that's, that's the idea. And then, but with all the electronic stuff, the drone, honestly, of all the stuff that you could take, that is probably the least uh, multi-use, um, multi-usable is the drone. Like even the shot that you would get would be a three second clip. It'd be three second clips every 30 seconds, right? Like the, the drone shot or photo or video ratio to the final product, we're talking minimal, but it looks good. It really does look good. It adds that little sort of professionalism to it, that, uh, eye in the sky, uh, feeling. So we'll see if I can get any shots like that. I didn't see any restrictions on drone flying, uh, except for the typical ones stay under, I think it's 100, 120 meters, so 400 feet. Um, and things like that, you know, don't fly near, you, you can't fly in airports any, and no fly zones you're not allowed in. Like you can't fly your drone. So just things like that. Basic, um, common sense, you'd think would be common sense sort of, um, ideas about flying drones. The uh, GoPro, one of the great things of that, that technology has done is that it has gotten a lot smaller. And even like with the cell phone, the only the cell phone, you can take notes, pictures, videos, you can record voice clips, you can record voice, uh, like sound clips from wherever you go, which I do plan on doing. So the technology has gotten a lot easier. It's also, you also become a little bit more dependent on it because if you lose your cell phone, it's that much more of a you know, catastrophe, like, you know, all your banking information's on there, your email addresses, your, like, all that stuff, and I mean, I don't think I'm giving away any private information here, because every cell phone, like, you really don't want to be losing your cell phone these days, it's, uh, be almost become, like, a key to your life, 
to so to so to speak. Now that being the case, I mean I am taking precautions here. I have things backed up and everything, um, and that's like tomorrow morning I'm going to be clearing off a lot of the stuff from my phone as well, just so it, it'll be, it won't be as disastrous if I were to lose it, right? So that's uh, and this is always an issue, making sure that you're able to. Uh, recover and your your losses are uh, minimized when you are traveling when you're going overseas uh, or traveling away from your your uh, your place of domicile your your home place basically uh, how many clothes do you need how much stuff do you need to take uh, how many pictures do you need to take how many videos um, the one thing since I've started this audio blog and I've tried out the live video a few times you know, I think I'm going to try to do it every day. So I'm going to record an audio blog every day. I'll try to get a video blog as well. I'll, I'll try this and I, it's going to be rough. I'm not going to be looking for like one of those polished travel vlogger things. Like it's going to be street level. Hey guys, blah, blah, blah. This is where we are. I might do clips, but even then, if I'm not taking my major editing station, I really don't want to be spending... Um, three hours of my day editing these little video clips on a tiny screen. So it's this is one thing that I am sort of uh, aware of that maybe, you know, that that's how travel videography can get in the way of the experience of travel, especially when you're traveling with somebody else. It can get a little bit distracting. So, but I'll try it. We'll see it. Um, I might just go live and see uh, if I just publish it right away. I do like that, you know, a little bit more, that sort of documentary style. It's like we're in the middle of it. We're in the thick of things. We're in the middle of things. Shoot it, post it, done. You know, move on. Next thing, right? Uh, so that's uh, that's sort of the plan. We'll see what the, how it all happens. Uh, other than that, I mean, I didn't get my workout in. That was the only thing I didn't get done today. Uh, I did so I normally I do a, a three mile run with a, a weight jacket on Fridays and I didn't do it. I might get it done tomorrow. I probably should. So I got our, our, our trains at six. I have enough time. I get going in the morning. I, there's not too much else I have to do. It's one of the problems though packing so early and getting ready so early is that you become complacent in your your, your packing. And that you're just kind of like, okay, well everything's ready. So you just sit down and then all of a sudden you find it's like, oh shoot, I got to be at the train station in half an hour. You got to be careful about those things, and that's one thing I got to be aware of as well. So, anyway, with that, uh, oh, then the other thing I typically do, I have been doing for the last couple of trips, um, is I've been tweeting out uh, travel philosophisms. Now, if I keep the same hashtag, I will let you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I tweet out little thinks and thoughts uh, that I have along the way, and then I compile them. Uh, into a blog post afterwards. So if you guys want to check that out, follow me on Twitter, the Steven Sirsky, uh, and you'll find me there on on the Twitter box, the Twitterverse in the uh, never-ending feed that the uh, new media is. All right, we'll leave it there, guys. Have a great end of week, a uh, great Friday for you guys. Um, I know you're heading into your weekends uh, around the world, so I hope you guys, uh, and that's, I guess, happy Thanksgiving in Canada right? It's Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Day long weekend. So happy Thanksgiving uh, to you guys out there. And uh, thank you to all the farmers and the fishermen and the commodity producers out there who are uh, working hard and harvesting what they have sown over the last couple months. Hope you guys are well. Take care. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.